0: Three reasons why God wants victims of abuse to cry out. The third reason is, crying out is the kindest thing to do to the offender. On this episode of Between the Lines. Well, welcome back to Between the Lines. I'm Peter Larufa, and once again, I'm posting follow-up content to a sermon that I preached on March 24th, 2019 at Grace Fellowship Church. The title of the sermon was, How Should Christians Respond to Abuse? And in that sermon, I uh, posit that I think Christians should know that hope and help for both the offender and the abused starts with a cry. And in the previous two episodes, I've uh, explained to you two reasons why God wants victims to cry out, and right now, I'm going to explain to you the third. The first reason was crying out gives victims the opportunity to not live as desolate people. The second reason we looked at was crying out protects other potential victims. And today, I want to show you the third and final reason that I presented in my sermon, and that is this. Crying out is the kindest thing a victim of abuse can do for their offender. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, we read of King David and Bathsheba. King David sees Bathsheba bathing, and he wants her. And because he's the king, he's able to summon her. And so he sends messengers for her, and she comes to him, and they have sex, while her husband Uriah is in battle, which, by the way, is also where David should be, but he's not, but that's a separate story. Bathsheba becomes pregnant with King David's son. David, because he's the king, sends for Uriah. Uriah comes, and David encourages him to go home and enjoy his wife. In other words, have sex with her. You guys have been apart for a long time. This way, when people learn that she's pregnant, they'll think it's because of you and not me. Well, Uriah doesn't do that. He can't bring himself to do that while his comrades are in battle. Well, King David's not to be deterred, so he gets Uriah drunk and thinks now he'll surely have sex with her. But Uriah sleeps on the couch instead of with his wife, and so King David is over for 2. And finally, David sends Uriah back into battle and arranges it so that Uriah gets killed, which he does, and Bathsheba goes into mourning. And King David comes to her aid and takes the poor army widow in to be his wife, and by the time she starts to show that she's pregnant, it'll be okay that she had a baby because it'll look like it is King David's baby. In Second Samuel 11, verse 27, the chapter closes with this verse, but the thing... That David had done displeased the Lord. The very next verse is in Second Samuel chapter 12, and it says these words, and the Lord sent Nathan to David. You'll notice in the story that Bathsheba never cries out, but Nathan does. Nathan confronts David, and that's what God uses in David's life to call him to repentance, when Nathan looks at him and says, you are the man. Now, God does amazing things in people's lives, absolutely astonishing things, not the least of which is saving them from hell and giving them grace and mercy and the gift of faith and eternal life in heaven. But I'm also talking about freeing them from the bondage of sin that they experience in this life. Sexual sin is serious, and it is grave, and it is far-reaching, but it's also not the unpardonable sin. God's grace reaches the offender and the offended. When there was something abusive in nature, however, when someone was using their power to get what they want or abusing the trust someone had placed in them in order to get what they want, in every instance, I've been privileged to work with. Now, granted, I'm only one person and I'm not an old man, but I'm not a terribly young man. But in every instance, I've been privileged to work with the grace of God pierced the darkness with that offender, with his light because someone cried out, or because they were caught. Friends, it's very, very rare for an offender to come forward and say, I'm an offender and I need help, or I'm doing this and I need help, or I'm taking sexual advantage of another person or of people and I need help. Help. The nature of sin, but particularly the nature of sexual sin, is such that the offender's hearts have been hardened by what the writer of Hebrews describes as the deceitfulness of sin. And that deceitfulness can come in many forms. Perhaps the offender might think they'll stop on their own, and maybe they in fact do so for a little. But if they strike again, and another victim bites the dust, or they strike again on the same victim, the condemnation washes over their mind, over their heart, and it comes back over them because they don't have any hope, and it's a serious, vicious, vicious cycle of sin and condemnation and selfishness and hopelessness and bondage and idolatry. And so a victim of abuse coming forward and crying out, or someone like Nathan coming forward and crying out to show someone their sin, or to cry out on behalf of a victim, is actually the most merciful thing one can do. Why? Well, because as I said before, everything is better in the light. And coming forward in this way sheds light on someone who would otherwise remain in the dark and gives them a chance to stop, to surrender, to face the consequences, and to get the help that they need. And that is why I firmly believe, friends, that crying out is the kindest thing to do to the offender. And if you have been the victim of abuse, you need to know, once again, I will repeat myself, that it is very rare... That an offender, that someone who is an abuser, that someone who has inflicted harm on someone else and taken advantage of the trust that that person had in them and has done so by way of domestic violence or sexual abuse, it is very rare that that person will come forward on their own. And therefore, your coming forward and saying, this has happened to me, will be, or could be, I can't say it will be, but it could be the very thing God uses— to cause this person to stop, to cause this uh, person to not live in the shadows of their sin, but to walk in the light. and And granted, they might be forced into the light, but oh, how God can use the opportunity that they have now that they're in the light to have them face their consequences, but also to receive the help that they so desperately need. And this is why I firmly believe that the kindest thing that somebody can do is to cry out and that for a variety of reasons. Number one, to remember that hope and help for both the offender and the abuse starts with a cry. Crying out gives victims the opportunity to not live as desolate people. Crying out protects other potential victims. And as we discussed today, crying out truly is the kindest thing a victim can do for their offender. And I know so many times a victim of abuse would be thinking, oh, but what? Oh, but I couldn't drag their name through the mud, or oh, do you know what that person would be put through? Oh, but everybody makes mistakes. Oh, but I'm a sinner, and so they're a sinner as well. But you need to understand that by allowing them to remain in the shadows, by allowing them to live in the darkness of their own sin is not kind for them at all, because they likely won't come forward on their own, and they desperately need help. It's not just about them facing the consequences of their actions. It's about them getting the help that they need so that they might experience the true saving sovereign grace of God to save them from the bondage of their sins so that they don't have to be associated with this sin anymore and so that they can perhaps be forced into the light but to then walk in the life for perhaps might be the rest of their life walking with King Jesus please prayerfully consider it if you are the victim of abuse of any kind. Prayerfully consider if it's really kind to the offender to keep this matter hidden or if it's really kinder to bring this matter to light in an appropriate way so that the offender can be confronted and receive the help that they so desperately need. And so I'll close this episode as I close the last one, reminding you that if you are a victim of abuse of any type, When it comes to your well-being, when it comes to the well-being of other potential victims, and even when it comes to the well-being of the offender himself or herself, please remember that everything truly is better in the light.